Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. So let me, let me uh, say before I get into this message real quick, it, it's really just kind of a lot of scriptures, but I need y'all to lean in. I, I need, um, I'm asking for you to have ears to hear and lean in with your heart because I think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see that the way that many, many people perceive works has been very unhealthy. And my goal or my heart with this message is, and I'm, I believe I'm stewarding the Lord's heart, is for anything unhealthy uh, in your mind and in your heart about works for the Lord, that that is deconstructed and that the Lord builds in you a healthy view of, of what works really are. Okay, this is so, so important. It's so important that we understand that we are saved by grace. It's the blood of Jesus, right? It's we, we can't do anything to save ourselves. We're saved by grace. If anybody sins, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He's appropriation for our sins. If we confess our sins, what? He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I hope that we're we're secure enough in that that we can remove that component of our identity. Yes, we're saved by grace, mercy, yes. So that we can lock in to what does it mean to operate in stewardship or demonstrating acts of righteousness and how much that plays into your destiny, which is not in this life, but in the millennium and in the life to come. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, for these next uh, 30, 38 minutes, God, I just thank you, you're gonna speak to us. Give us ears to hear, Lord. This is so, so crucial. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Just, if you weren't here last uh, Sunday, please listen to the message because last weekend was the heart behind this, okay? Because, we can have a good understanding of works, but if, man, if, we're, if we don't have a first love relationship with Jesus, if we're not in love with Jesus, then any type of works or righteous acts can quickly become religious. And uh, so last weekend, we talked about training for reigning. We talked about the radical return. And uh, we looked at Revelation chapter two, where Jesus begins to speak instruction to the churches. And his first instruction is to a church and it's a it's a pretty uh it's a it's a it's a pretty heavy rebuke and he tells the church you know what you're doing all these things but you've left your first love and we talked about returning to our first love we talked about a radical return to Jesus as our first love a radical return to honor the name of the lord and understanding sacred space a radical return to family and a radical return to Sabbath with Jesus as our Sabbath rest. And I shared some things personally that when I had my encounter with the Lord, like just very, it, it, just, it was very humbling uh, when I began to see how the thing that God had blessed me with, I had really put that before the Lord. I lost my first love and uh, I wasn't, representing him or bearing his name like I should. I was bearing my name or, or our church name to an unhealthy degree uh, over his name. And that affected my, my rest in Jesus. I had no Sabbath rest. It affected my family where uh, there was neglect there. And uh, really that encounter with the Lord, which was also your encounter, wasn't for me, it was for us. And the heart of that message and the heart of what we're doing now is this radical return to our first love. Can I have a good amen to that? And so I wanna follow that up. And, and this is kind of training for reigning part two. Um, Revelation 2.25, and we talked about this last week, but here's where Jesus says, hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works, everybody say works, keeps my works until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron as when earthen pots are broken in pieces. Even as I myself have received authority, 
from my father. And so this is talking about the millennial reign. This is the, is, is, when Jesus comes, we're gonna enter right into the millennial reign, the thousand year uh, reign of Jesus. Uh, the devil will be bound. It'll, it'll be, there'll be peace on the earth. People will live. I mean, they, they can live forever, but as natural humans, not as redeemed, uh, we're redeemed. We're gonna be, uh, we're gonna rise from the dead and we're gonna be like Jesus, but Jesus is gonna share his messianic reign with us. This is hard to believe. This is what, if you break this scripture down when he talks about that he's gonna uh, give us the morning star, he's gonna share his messianic reign with us. Why is he gonna share his messianic reign or his messianic rule with us? Well, because we're like him, yeah? We can't sin anymore. We have resurrected uh, bodies. We're, we're, when we see him, we'll be like him for we will see him as he is and so he's able to share that with us. However, it's very important to understand that in in the next age, the millennium, and in the age to come, we will have rulership. But right now, we have stewardship. And if we practice stewardship well, then he will share his rulership with us in the next life. We're not allowed to be rulers now. Humans don't do well when they rule. The angels don't do well when they rule, okay? We're, we're, we're stewards, and then if, as we demonstrate faithfulness in that, in the age to come when we're like Jesus, uh, then we can share in his rule. Look at this, Revelation 22, <clears throat> verses 12 through 17. Jesus says, look, I say that a lot. I thought that was good when I saw Jesus says that too. I'm always saying, look. Jesus says, look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. I will give to each person according to what they have done. I'm the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He says he will give to each person according to what they have done or according to what they have demonstrated. You might say, well, yes, Stovall, well, isn't, you know, Jesus, he says the work is to believe in him and to believe uh, in, in, in the one who sent him. Absolutely, our initial foundational work is repentance and trust in Jesus. However, demonstrating loyalty, watch, demonstrating loyalty on that trust is how we're gonna see, it's how we steward well. This is how we, we build up rewards or have opportunities in the life to come. And here's what I'm about to show you. It's not just, you know, we think of rewards on earth, it's like, okay, you know, like I get a bonus or I get some more stuff. Okay, it's very, very different, watch me. Our works themselves will actually have permanence in the life to come because when we steward well, guess what? It's not our works, but it's his works. And his works last forever. It's the same thing about our bodies. You know, we're gonna get a resurrected body, right? But there's components, why? Because our flesh decay, decays, it's corruptible. But there's components of us, you could say, of our bodies, how we're constituted. You know, our mind, our will, our emotions, our soul, our personality. All that endures, and then we receive what? A re we're transformed and we have this resurrected body, this heavenly body, yeah, that is imperfect and that is perfect and designed for the age to come. In the same way, watch this, I'll show you this. Our works, works that are done by his spirit, I like to, I like to use this word, our stewardship, and that's what you need to, to understand. Listen, you're already doing works. Don't think of doing more. It's what he's already placed in your hand. See, you're either, that's why it talks good works, righteous acts, because they can be not good works, not righteous acts. Some of them can look good, yeah, but they're still not from him. And those are the things that are gonna be burned up, the Bible says but the things that he does in us and through us, those works, they're gonna endure because the kingdom is everlasting. And if it is his work, it will endure not only into the millennium, but in the age to come. Do I have your interest? Okay, let me read through a few scriptures here. 
Look what he says. He says, okay, so I'm gonna give each person according to what they have done. I'm the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. Remember that. Wash their robes that they may have the right to eat of the tree of life and may go through the gates of the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts. Remember, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. The reason you don't see any names here, the reason you don't see any nations or, or ethnic groups or whatever, because these people at this point, this is their identity. They have taken on, see you become like what you worship. So they have taken on this as their identity. The Bible's very clear. Yes, you can, um, you know, sexual, any sin, any sin that you commit as a believer, well, that can be forgiven immediately uh, by the blood of Jesus. This is something different. This is practicing sin to the point where it becomes your identity, okay? These people had the opportunity to serve the king and be in his kingdom, but they didn't want to, so they're left outside. They're outside the gates. They're left to becoming what they worshiped and who they wanted to be. God kept trying to get in their life throughout their lives. They kept saying no, 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 no. And then it finally came to the point where God answered their prayer. Which is really kind of what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. You say no to the Holy Spirit all your life and it gets to the point where it's a permanent no. Now once this happens, you can't go back and Oh, I didn't mean that. Yeah? By the way, I'm gonna read you a few scriptures like this. I really wanted to stop <laughs> after verse 13, but as I was reading these scriptures, I felt like the Lord, like, no, you need to read the whole scripture. You need to, you need to these are red letter, okay? These are Jesus' words himself. Look what he says. He says, I, Jesus have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the what? I'm the, root of, <clears throat> I'm the root and offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And look what it says in verse 17. It says, look, the spirit and the bride say come and, and, and let the one who hears say come. Let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. You know, it's like... <clears throat> I mean, it's like, don't holler, just hear me. I mean, is, is anybody like, is, is anybody praying like this? If part of our, if the Holy Spirit's on the inside of us and the Spirit is saying, come, like, or, or do, do we have such a passion for the glory of Jesus? Or, or, or is that part of our prayer? You know, it's in the Our Father, your kingdom come. You know, the king comes with the kingdom. We come, Lord Jesus. Why is that so, it, why is that so crucial to us as followers of Jesus? Because until he comes, he's not gonna get all the glory. He's only getting a fraction of the glory. He's being lied about. People are, 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 are oppressing. They're bringing evil in the earth. They're doing horrific things. There's chaos in the earth. So this, yes, we want people to be saved. Yes, yes, we want everyone to, to come to the king. But listen, our job is to steward. It's his job to save people. We want the chaos to end. We want justice to come. We want racism to stop. We want kids to stop being sexually abused. We want the, 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 the things happening in those neighborhoods that Lisa and Fiona just talked about. We want that to come to a complete and total end. So if we're not, watch, we want mercy for people's souls, but we also have a passion for justice and for the king to come. If you're not an ally of justice, you're an ally of chaos. Are y'all gonna come back next week? <laughs> Training for reigning, God is grooming us for leadership. He's watching 
to see how we demonstrate loyalty and faithfulness. He does that through his apprenticeship program, one that prepares us for the millennium and the eternal age to come. Listen, Jesus is not simply preparing a place for us, he's preparing us for that place. In this life, watch, you don't have a destiny, you have assignments that prepare you for your destiny in the millennium and in the age to come. Kind of your more permanent job, okay? These are all assignments that train us. It would be like, you know, you go to college and someone's saying, well, my, my destiny is to take calculus. <laughs> well, I don't think that's your destiny. I think maybe that's something that might prepare you for, 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 for the future. Maybe you're gonna be a mathematician. Are you following me? If you're not gonna be a mathematician, drop that class. And uh, <laughs> take consumer math like I did, come on. <laughs> five, five mailboxes on the street. <laughs> mailman delivers two pieces of mail to each box. How many pieces of mail did the mailman deliver? <laughs> That's five times two, that'd be 10. Psalm 9017. Look at this prayer from Moses. Look, look, here's what Moses says. He says, Let the favor of the Lord be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That Hebrew word for establish, listen to this. It means to make permanent. Make permanent the works of our hands. When you steward what the Lord has given you from your family to your business, okay, let's say you're a student athlete, how you relate to your coach, how you relate to your teacher that's being unfair, how you relate to your, how you relate when you're treated unfairly, how you do, watch, watch. Those are, watch, those can be established as permanent works. They follow, I'll show you this. They follow you into eternity. And just like your resurrected body is like, it's not, it, they're, watch, they're transformed into part of what the kingdom actually is. I'm gonna show you this. They are reconstituted in these eternal works. It's the quality of your works. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter three. Is that up there yet? Here's the apostle Paul. He says, but brothers, I cannot address you as spiritual people. How many of you know that's not good? He says, brothers, I cannot address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh. In other words, you're being carnal. As people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And yet even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behave, behaving only in a human way? This is, we have to get out of this, this minds, it's just this natural human, we receive Jesus so we can escape. Go to heaven. You know, I hear people say, well, so-and-so like to golf. He's playing golf in heaven right now. No, he's not. <laughs> They're not golfing in heaven. Trust me, heaven is on mission. Heaven's coming to earth. There's a kingdom to establish. There is a king coming. I'm sorry. That was specifically for Clay Baird. And uh, <laughs> ask him about the last time I played golf with him. I literally, I beat him with one arm. <laughs> I hurt my shoulder and still beat him. And then I retired and I brag about that. See, I'm being human. Okay, so look. 
He says, look, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you're not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there's jealousy and strife among you, you're not of the flesh behaving only in a human way. For when one says, look, I follow Paul and another, I follow, follow Apollos, all this division and comparison and all this kind of stuff. Are you not merely being human? And I talked about that last weekend in my world, in the church world. It says, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you have believed. As the Lord, look at this. As the Lord assigned to each. He gives us our assignment. It's his choice what our temporary assignments are on this earth because the, the, the master knows what is needed to form the clay. He knows what you've been predestined for in the age to come. He knows what the purpose that he has for you in the age to come. So you know what he's gonna do in this age? He is gonna give us assignments that bring his kingdom, that demonstrate who he is, that model his family, that bring more people into the kingdom, and at the same time form in you who he's called you to be, mostly in the, for the age to come. It, there's a continuum here. It's not like, you know, it, we have this idea, it's all this individual escapism, like, okay, uh, you know, repent, I believe in Jesus as my savior so I can, you know, go to heaven. I mean, who wouldn't want that? See what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, it's, there's this mentality like, oh, that's the end. And you know, we go up there and it's like gooey and cloudy and lovey and, you know, and then yeah, there's this stuff kind of happening, you know, down the road. We don't really understand that. No, it's actually pretty clear in scripture. It's actually pretty clear how it's tied to who you are, how it's tied to your rewards, how what the Lord wants, how it's tied to your stewardship. Now look what he says here. He says, um, if, if that was your last beer and you laid that down right there, I'm, give that person a hand. I don't know if it was or not. In college, I worked at a bar when I, you know, late at night when you heard that, it was usually the last person over there in the corner kind of rolling it. <laughs> he said this, he says, look, what then is Apollos? What then is Paul, servants th through whom you have believed as the Lord assigned to each? I planted Apollos' waters, but God gave the growth. See, God gives the growth. We steward, he gives the increase. You steward your business well, he gives the blessing. You steward your finances well, he gives the blessing. You steward your role in your family well, he brings the blessing. You, you, you steward, your kids, your room well, he brings the blessing. Parents steward your home well, he brings the blessing. He's the one who gives the increase. He's the one who has the right where to assign us, how to bless us, when to bless us, what to bless us with, all for our benefit. Look, he says, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything. Paul's like, I'm just another steward. I'm a fellow servant. I'm I'm just like you, I'm, I'm just stewarding my assignment, just like you're stewarding your assignment. He says, uh, uh, he who plants or waters is anything, look, but only God gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. He's talking about people here. Now look at this, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is no other, you can't substitute the foundation. The kingdom is what it is. This, the foundation is Jesus. That's who we are building upon. We are stewarding, if we steward well, his works come into the earth. Those works are gonna remain and follow us into the age to come. 
He says, uh, now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. This is what Jesus said, everything will be salted with fire. Everything. At the, the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment seat for believers, like yes, if you're there, your sins are given, for, 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 forgiven. It's not the issue here. But it's your works. That is the issue. He says, look, the day will reveal, it'll be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, look, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Man, wouldn't that be a sad day? If you're standing before the Lord and you didn't, there was no stewardship. All of your works, and they were all wood, hay, and stubble. In other words, in some way you surrendered your life to Jesus and he was your, your, your savior and your sins were forgiven so you are getting into the kingdom of God. But you have, you have no eternal reward. But if you steward, watch, what the Lord has given you here, if you steward that well, guess what? It's gold, it's silver, watch. It's pearls. Those are the building materials in the age to come. Think of it that way. That's not like, you know, hey, look at my pearl chain. It's not talking about that. If you look at the heavenly city and it talks about pure gold and it talks about the jewels and the different things, somehow in some way, the works that the Lord does through us when we are being good stewards, somehow that is reconstituted, it is transformed into an enduring work that actually has a place in the millennium and in the age to come. Everything that you do matters. Everything. Look what it says here, okay. If we faithfully serve God in this present earth, the Lord will give us permanent management positions in the millennium and the new earth. And watch this, we're all equal, God loves us all the same, but rewards as you just read, those are not equal. And there are positions that are not equal. Okay, watch, I'm gonna show you this. Everybody say reward city. Can I just show you, I'm gonna show you, we're gonna get to before I close. How simple, his, 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 his burden is easy, his yoke is light. This is so simple. Let me show you Reward City. Everybody say Reward City. Look at this. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We bear his image, all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Look, wives submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. How many of you know that can be difficult? What are wives at? <laughs> okay, let me, let me tell you something. Carrie's gonna have this when her book comes out, Redeeming Womanhood. If you go back to the original Bata, the home, Eden, remember, it's eventually gonna be Eden restored. Remember this, Adam and Eve are co-rulers. The wife coming under the husband's leadership, that was her judgment. They were co-rulers, they are equal. They are ruling and reigning together. In the new age, that's why in Jesus there's neither male nor female, you know, slave or free, all of that kind of stuff. In the new age, to, uh, in the age to come, that we're, we're, we're resurrected, we're like Jesus, we're like the angels, it's, it's, it's back to that, ruling and reigning with him. In the garden, in the original, remember this. You know, God's making the creation, you know, and then he does the insects and bugs and stuff. You know, and he gets into birds and the fish and the, you know, what eat the insects and bugs and all that. Then he gets to the lesser animals. Then he gets to, I guess, the greater animals. Then he gets to man. Then it's woman. 
Follow the order. Eve was last. She was the mother of all the living. Do you see? Now they're co-ruling as one in the garden, co-ruling. Who does Satan go to? He goes to Eve. If you fought the chaos, the inversion, where does he have to start? The last one. That's where the inversion. People say, well, Adam should have, you know, put his, his wife in her place. Should have stepped in there and said, hey, don't eat that fruit, woman. Why would he do that? They were co-equal. They were one. Of course he trusted her judgment. Who else would have? It was actually Eve's proactive leadership in the father's batah, the father's home. Of course he would trust her if she's taken the proactive lead. But then that goes into sin, right? And so now here's all the judgments being handed out. What is Eve's judgment? This was serious. God says, you're not gonna be able to, even though you're capable of, you still got the desire and you still got the capability. Now in the fall, everybody has a price to pay because we're gonna have to come here and here with this temporary order so we can reverse the chaos that was started in the garden, okay? So now here, Adam, here's, here's how you're gonna have to work. Of course, Satan's gonna be defeated. And Eve, guess what? It's not gonna be like this anymore. You overplayed your leadership, your rulership. Now you're gonna have to come under your husband. That was a major judgment, major, okay? So watch, wives, in this age, I'm telling you, if you can demonstrate yielding to your husband, if you would take that on as a sacred stewardship from the Lord, can I tell you your rewards and your placement in the age to come when the humans that are reborn during the millennium, remember there's, there's basically no death, they're living forever, they're not, most of them, it'll repopulate with billions, most of them won't, they'll, they'll have no idea what happened in this world. Guess who needs to teach them? Us. Jesus is ruling, reigning from Jerusalem, lies, lying down with the lamb. The devil is bound. There's no sin. I mean, everything's, everything's just like, wow. I mean, there's Jesus. Who's gonna rebel against him? And then we're gonna, when they're looking at us, well, how did y'all, y'all are redeemed. Like, how are you like, gee, explain all this to us. Okay, think about, <laughs> come on, ladies. Think about explaining to those women there, those wives there. Well, just as Jesus lowered himself and he had to suffer, he is our model. He, he submitted himself to death on the cross. So what he asked from us women when we become wives, we're to demonstrate that yielding by submitting to our husbands. Even most of the time or many times, they don't have our best interest in mind, but we're called to model Jesus. We're called to demonstrate how he submitted to the cross. So that's what the Lord called us to demonstrate. Do you see? This is Reward City, right here. Husbands, love your wives, do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Do you see the family in there? Do you see how the wives are addressed first? Satan went to Eve first. I'm just telling your wife, you're crucial in this whole reversal and demonstrating. It won't be like this forever. You'll go back, we'll all be resurrected and co-rulers and all that kind of stuff. But we all have a part to play in demonstrating submission to the Lord in this fallen world. And there's great reward in that. Look at the example of the job he gives. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with eye service as, men's ple as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, everybody say whatever. 
Whatever you do, do it heartily. Look at this. As to who? And not to? Knowing that from the Lord you will receive what? The reward of the inheritance. Your inheritance in the life to come. Your works follow you. Look at this. For you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there's no partiality. You see what I'm saying? Watch this. God's not even saying go do extra things. What's in front of you? Are you single? How are you demonstrating faithfulness to the Lord? How are you hurt? Do you see what I'm saying? Are you, are you becoming like the person that you want to marry? Are you, are you able to demonstrate loyalty to the Lord? Faithfulness to the Lord? <sighs> okay, look at this. Luke 14, 11. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Luke 16, 10. He who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. Did you hear that? Very little. Watch, watch. This is what I'm gonna get to this other scripture right here. We're almost done. Watch, watch, watch. Here's what, if you can do it with two, you can do it with 20,000. If you, if you could do even with the very little. Well, watch, watch, so watch. My assignment, take Paul, whatever. My assignment, watch. I mean, I'm gonna give an account for a lot of people. You could say in the natural, okay, this is a lot, all this kind of stuff. Do you know what the qualifications for my job are? I'll show them to you in a few weeks. It's in 1 Timothy chapter, th uh, chapter three. You know what it talks about? Demonstrating loyalty, having character, and what you just read there in Colossians. How I manage my home, regardless of how other members of my family are acting, I have a responsibility to be faithful to the Lord. God's saying, if you can do it with your three kids, you can do it with 30,000. If you're faithful, even with a very little, in other words, the numbers don't matter. Watch this, that's why Jesus said, in the kingdom, many of the first will be last and the last shall be first. Because there's, watch, there's gonna be some people that we're gonna, in the natural, it's like, well, they got all this stuff, they have all these numbers, it's big, big, big. And we're thinking like, wow, man, they're gonna have some rewards in heaven. But what you're gonna find out is, I mean, Jesus, I mean, remember Matthew, when the guy says, man, didn't we do all these awesome works? Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we do all these miracles? Didn't we do all these wonderful things? And what does he say? He says, depart from me. I never knew you, you who demonstrated lawlessness. You use my name to build your own thing. And that's not how I operate. And there's gonna be some single moms that work at the convenience store as a cashier, but come on, they are, dim they are, they are modeling Jesus. They are encouraging people that come in that store. They are doing their best they can to take care of those two kids. When they get their, their little paycheck, they're demonstrating faithfulness. They're giving the Lord his portion, his 10%. They're using their home to demonstrate the Lord's table. We're serving communion. Even when none of the kids show up, as for me and my household, we're gonna serve the Lord. Do you see, all of a sudden, people like that, God's like, okay, you, you did it with two? You can, do, you can do that with two cities. You did that with five? Okay, you can, do, you can do that with five cities. See, here's the thing about the Lord. That's why we can't look at the natural. Think about the Apostle Paul. He was building tents for a season. If he was doing that right now, most of the church world will say, Paul, you're unsuccessful. It's proof because you're making tents. 
Come to our church conference. We're going to show you how to break 200 or you can, or 300 or whatever it is so you can finally work full time to the Lord. No, listen, the Lord gives us our assignments, whether it's tents, convenience stores, a Fortune 500 company, a, a, a big, whatever, huge ministry, that has to do with how he's wired you. We're all gonna give the same account. Everyone can be rewarded according to how they stewarded what they had right in front of them. Put up those Revelation scriptures. Where's the, let us re rejoice and exalt and give him the glory. For the marriage of the lamb has come and the bride, look, his bride has made herself ready and it was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. Look at this. The fine linen is the what? Righteous deeds of the saints? So Lord, are you telling me that when I steward well what you've given me and I demonstrate faithfulness, somehow that's reconstituted, resurrected, and part of my garment at the marriage supper of the Lamb? Show the other revelation. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit. Look, that they may rest from their labors for what? Follow them. This is one continuum. Everything, everything matters. Everything is reward when we steward well. Last one. Here we go. Look at this. Can they see me, Mom? Can the, okay. Making sure the campuses can see me because I want to finish right down here because this is important. Look what it says. It says, and so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, who do you think this is talking about? He returns and he receives the kingdom. This is Jesus. Here's how all these parables are. It's about an owner. He comes back. He wants an account from the stewards. So look. Having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that they might show how much every man had gained by trading. Look at this. Then came the first saying, Master, your mina has earned 10 minas. And he said to him, well done, good servant, because you were faithful. Look, in a very little. You're faithful in that convenience store. You're faithful with those two kids. Husband, you, you, you were faithful to, to provide. You were faithful with your, with your, with your, your, your 10%. You were, you were faithful. You, you, you were just, you faithful in very little. Have authority over 10 cities. Well, how does that translate? Because see, all of us can demonstrate it's, it's faithfulness in our assignment. And we all kind of have the same components at play here. It doesn't matter if you make $100 a week or you make 100,000 a week. Well, yeah, it does. If you make 100,000 a week, you need to give a whole lot more. But <laughs> if you make $100 a week or $1,000 a week, 10% is 10%. Yeah? Aren't we all busy? I mean, all of us, can we take a night to demonstrate communion in our homes. Wives, you're always gonna have trouble submitting to your husband, even when they're great husbands. I mean, like ask Carrie, like me. What a great husband, what a great husband I am. Because why? Because you were designed to, you're, you're, you're just as equal, you're just as much leadership capacity. That's not the thing we all have to demonstrate. Man, there's gonna be times you're gonna, have to you're gonna have to sacrifice for your, we all have this component, watch this. Likewise, he said to him, you, okay, look at this, yeah. And the second came and said, Master, your mean has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, okay, you be, you be over five cities. That's a lot in the millennium. I mean, there's massive governments and infrastructure within all of those cities to, 
to, as the earth repopulates. Okay, keep going, look at this. But then another came saying, Master, here's your mina, which I've kept put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you're an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. So notice how none of the other, the other two didn't say anything about this. So this represents someone that somehow came to Jesus, but it was some type of individual. I just want, you know, but I'm gonna do my own thing here. This is someone that really didn't, obviously didn't know him and didn't demonstrate. Look at this. Here's what Jesus said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. This is red letter in your Bible. You knew that I was an austere man collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to him who has 10 minas. Take, take that from him, give it to the woman, give it to that single mom that did so well at the convenience store and with her two kids. But they said to him, Master, he has 10 minas. Look what Jesus says. For I say to you that everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them. They wanted to reign. They didn't want to steward and slay them before me. I want to share with y'all in this closing why it's so important as we're talking about these basic covenantal foundational demonstrations, okay? So we talk about things like, okay, if you've really surrendered your life to the Lord, well then the Lord says, be water baptized. Do you see? Okay, if you're under the authority of the Lord, the Lord says that that first 10%, that's, that's mine. The Sabbath is his day. Communion is his table. The first 10%, that's, that's his portion. Watch this, I'm doing this from down here to show you this, this demonstration here. You wanna know why I think it's so important, all of our staff, myself included, and why I just think so important for pastors and ministers in general to not always stay up there and get down here. Like Paul says, what am I? What an Apollos? We're just on our assignment. We're just fellow stewards like you guys. You know why it's so important for me not to always be up there in that place of authority, but also be down here praying, worshiping, uh, talking with, with all of you, watch. Because if I'm always only up there, that's how people are gonna relate to me. I'm always up. Follow me here. I'm always up. I'm always up there. I'm never down here. That's why Jesus did things like when he washed the disciples' feet. That's why there's all these things. Watch. If you... See, if you only relate to anyone up there, watch. Only God has that place. Only he is always up there. Now watch. Yeah? And let me help. That's his sacred space, the king. Now watch. Demonstrate. The tithe, that's his portion. That belongs up there. We are not authorized to come up here and take that. Do you see? The tithe is his. The Sabbath, even if you, Jesus is your Sabbath rest, but I'm talking about the home, the family, that's his. Communion, that's his table. He draws these, they're like these boundaries 
that he helps us. You know, like parents, you know this. What do you do when you're coaching your kid, you're parenting your kid? You give them boundaries that help them mature. So he gives us these things and he says, look, these are mine, these are holy, this is my, now demonstrate to me that you're gonna be loyal to me, not your money. Demonstrate to me that you're not just gonna have your own table, but you're gonna come to my table. Demonstrate to me that not every day is gonna be about you, but you're just gonna give me one day. Demonstrate. That's stewardship. If you can get these foundational things right, put those up on the screen. His table, his day, his portion. Obviously water baptism, listen, I'm closing, I know I've been long. Okay, watch. If we, you already have 10%. Are you demonstrating? You already have a table at your house or your apartment or in your garage or under the interstate, wherever you live. Demonstrate, can you give him one meal a week? If we get these right, watch, everything can start falling into place. Then it's easy to model him in your business. Then it's easy to model him. You have no idea how many doors the Lord wants to open for you if you will begin to show faithful stewardship for him. He just wants to be able to trust you. He wants to know that he can trust you. He wants you to move from being a servant to being a friend. He will give you all the money, all the resources, all the stuff you could ever ask for. He just wants to make sure that the stuff doesn't have you and that you're building up rewards that last. He's got positions for you. He's got things for you in the millennium. God promises, even though we're all equally loved and have equal value, God's promises of reward, they're They're different. According to the different levels of stewardship and faithfulness in this life, people will not be rewarded the same and they will not have the same positions in the age to come. My prayer for you today is that you realize how crucial your stewardship is unto the Lord in bringing his kingdom And that yes, he will bless you in this life, but your real blessing is the age to come. And those works will follow you into that age. Can I have a good amen? Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.